0: Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego-Kyle of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, We discuss sustainable impact investing, creating portfolios that match your values and a variety of other topics such as financial education, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you want to know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as we explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn?
1: Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Greg okyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, how are you today?
0: I'm doing really good, Eric, how about you?
1: I'm a little jealous. (laughs) I'm starting this podcast, yes, I'm starting the podcast off being a little jealous because you have a guest that is in Cape Town, South Africa. And she, right before we hit the record button, she said, oh, she just looked out and saw a whale swimming around. And you know that I am landlocked, no water near me. And it sounds absolutely beautiful.
0: (laughs) So am I. So, you know, I get it. It's okay. This is an interesting podcast because you're in Nebraska, I'm in New Mexico, and she is in Cape Town. So. All right. So who'd you bring to the show today? So my guest today is Priscilla Plummer. She has a very interesting bio. She is she's the the managing director of an organization called Global Sojourns, which is not specifically what we're going to talk about today. But I love what they do, what she does with them. It's she does customized trips. I, I like this tagline: "Customized trips for the adventurous spirit." Sounds fun, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but what we're going to talk about today is. I think the important work that she does and as founder of the Global Sojourns Giving Circle. So we're gonna get into a deep dive in that, but I'd like to welcome all the way from Cape Town, South Africa, Priscilla. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you for having me. This is a real privilege. And I am so impressed with what you do and getting your voice out there on really important issues.
0: Yes, so I I didn't really mention at all about what the giving circle does. But in brief, and we're going to talk detail about this. But you, you and your organization create safe spaces in Southern African countries that empower and educate girls to strengthen their own communities. And It's a little unique and we're gonna talk about the uniqueness of your organization, but it's powerful and I am so thrilled. I I am so thrilled to have you on today and I can't wait to really dive into what you do. So thank you for being here. It's my privilege to have you on.
2: And hopefully one day you can come and experience it yourself.
0: (laughs) I would love to. This is the fourth fourth time you've asked me this so far, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm already the, the wheels are already turning in my head. But let's talk about how you got into the work in the NGO space in the first place. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to I had no plans uh, going into the NGO space when I was growing up. I didn't know much about it. I started out in business. And I absolutely love helping uh, small and startup businesses, um, helping entrepreneurs, you know, use their gifts and pursue their dreams. So early on, I I worked with people who had products or services that I really believed in, and I love that. I lived in San Francisco and New York City and Boulder, and it was Quite exciting. And then, um, but over that time, I became increasingly aware of economic disparity in the world and how significant the issues were that faced women. And it was, it was with that awakening that I made the shift. Oh, and another point is that I had worked for a, a magazine, women's sports and fitness magazine. And it was started by Billie Jean King. And during that time, I came to realize just how much women in the generation before me had done to make opportunities possible for me. So when I was in high school, we had just had Title IX had passed and I just felt like the sky was the limit for me and anything was possible. And over time, as I woke up and with my travels and and even in the US, uh, domestic travels and experiences, I started realizing just how privileged I was and to have the opportunities and to have had so much mentorship in my life. So that was my background. And uh, the more aware I became, the less, um, I just, you know, Africa started to call and I went in and gave in turned in my resignation and everybody was wondering what competitive magazine I was going to and I flew off to Africa.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I didn't know you worked for the magazine, so that's incredibly interesting to me. And you just literally up and left for Africa one day, pretty much. That's...
2: Yes. I um uh, pretty much. I I I went and I went to learn. And so I traveled around for, my visa lasted three months. I came back and uh, grabbed my mom and we went back for three more. I went back for three more. It was her dream to experience Africa. And so that was pretty cool to be able to take her. But basically, I spent my time talking to female entrepreneurs. I took country buses and matatus and local taxis and just sat and listened to women in the rural area, in the urban areas. And I was looking at how could I apply my skills from uh, the business world to help women in this part of the world. And I learned so much. And then I followed on three more years of listening and learning as I went on to get my master's in international development with a focus on women. And I ended up living in Mozambique, which was the poorest country in the world at that time. And I lived in the poorest province. The GNP per capita was sixty-nine dollars a year. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> Priscilla, that yeah. is phenomenal. What year was this? I mean, about what time frame?
2: This was ninety-three.
0: Okay. Nineteen
2: ninety-three. So I started my travels in Africa in ninety And then I went and had the stint in Mozambique, which was really amazing because all my identity, all the skills I had developed in the United States in my career and all, they didn't apply. No, it's completely different. I spent that time really sitting and listening and listening and learning and connecting and being accepted in a community. Of women that was just tremendous, so I studied women's lives and went out to the maize fields with them and carried water at times and rode my bike and to village to village and as I set up meetings, everything there were no watches, everything was done you know based on just raising your hand in to where the sun might be in the sky and it was tough in many ways because I felt My whole identity, you know, (laughs) was I really didn't have any skills that were applicable. And, but what a gift! What a gift. And that's what very few of us do anymore is have that time
0: to sit and listen. I would say you did have a skill and a gift because the skill of listening is something very few people have. And that's how we really learn about communities and about other people. And if you were able to do that for so long and really get an understanding of their communities and what, they, what you could assist them with, which is what you went on to do, that was brilliant.
2: Well, it, it has paid off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, as you went on, you started your, your business, you know, taking people into Africa, and that led you to fi- founding the, the Giving Circle. So let's talk about that
2: yeah i had um, i got a little you know and seeing how little development uh, support actually got to the people or how little involved the people were i i started looking at you know maybe instead of working in the international development field what else could i do and i thought boy to be able to bring uh westerners especially americans to africa and help it become alive for them, help them go deeper in their understanding. So while they'd have a great time being out on safari, I wanted to make sure they had really good guides and were in locations where they could really understand more than Just, you know, passing through quickly and while I was doing that people, you know, started becoming more aware of Or or seeing poverty in different locations and started asking how could they help and I started thinking well You know where where do I really believe in where do I would I put my and in looking around? I thought gosh, you know Going, listening to local people, focusing on girls and coming alongside, really getting into these communities and believing, working hand in hand with the local people. And so I wasn't finding that out there. And so what we did is started a giving circle. And back in the day, that was a new kind of philanthropy, people coming together pulling their funds and really being close to how their philanthropic investments were being made. And so that was about 14 years ago. And we have over the years gone step by step, you know, working with local people who were also passionate about us helping girls. And this wonderful model has developed over time. And right now, there's such demand. It's so potent that we're just having this tremendous, like organic exponential growth. And I really, I am so grateful to all those who came along to put, to invest in this because it takes time. And we're now releasing the the fruits of it so it's a very exciting space
0: it is and while you have this unique giving circle approach you also have a unique program because you know we talked we've talked a lot on my podcast about supporting women and girls and educating them and you know and and about the un's sustainable development goals and All of those things are included in it, and we talk about that in terms of investing, but what you're doing in your program is a little unique because you're not really educating, you're providing support and empowering these young women and strengthening them so they can strengthen their communities, but you also, alongside that, are working with the young men in the communities so that they can support The Young Women, which is incredibly unique to your program. Tell me how you decided to bring that along with your program.
2: Oh, happy to. And I first want to step back and say, you know, what we found over the last 10 or 15 years with an increased focus on girls over and over, the studies are showing it's one of the greatest places or greatest return on investments because it has such an overall impact. And, and what has happened in this time is that it's become really, for girls to get an education is much easier than it was like 20 years ago. And so that's been wonderful. Families are supporting, there's a place in the school for, many, for the girls. And, and so that's been terrific. What we've found is that, at least in the area where we work in Southern Africa, even though the girls are in school, we're seeing a tremendous rate of teenage pregnancies and early marriages, and especially in this time of COVID. And, and, we, and there also been a real challenge going on and getting employment or starting a small business. And what what we found is that where the void was, that there was nobody really there to mentor the girls, and many of these many girls come from uh, single parent families or have been orphaned. HIV/AIDS hit so hard in the area, and they just didn't have the nurturing. And many of the schools, as as you know, as hard as these teachers are working they often have 40 kids in a class and it's often rote learning so what we found is to sit to have a find a woman we would call them aunties because that was the traditional role somebody would play in a young girl's life and Many of them had been, were missing aunties at this time. And so they, these women would sit and have a group of, we find like 10, 12, 15 girls and really sit and listen, be come alongside, be with them, help bring out their gifts, help open up their worlds to new possibilities, get them on a track to be able to, go on with their education to be able to identify work opportunities and that has made all of the difference. At the same time we've seen a lot of issues with the boys and they've had a lot of advantages but they've had a lot of, of struggles living in, in deep poverty and and this and women girls and women pay the price often you know, with abuse or them having to uh, emigrate to find work uh, in another country. And it has made it even tougher on the girls and women. And we know that a lot of this happens because of the economic challenges and wounds that boys have at early on in their lives. And so we knew that we had needed to start with the girls But in time, we knew that the boys needed to come along. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. And we've had the most amazing men working um, on the ground doing this. And it's, it's work you can't rush into because you're really dealing with cultural changes in a strongly patriarchal. Uh, society. And so you need to have the right people doing this. You need to get the buy-in from those local chiefs and elders. And I am just, I feel so blessed to be able to see this team that we have on the ground, what they've what they've been able to accomplish, and really setting a base for doing a lot more to come.
0: Yeah, I, I think what you said to me before was, it's about investing in the people. And while you're really focusing on changing the lives of women, you're investing in all of the people, the communities totally. as a whole, which I think is totally. an amazing, amazing process. And I hear this passion in your voice, and it makes me so excited to hear it. And I, I want to talk about something else you said to me when we were talking um, about setting up the the podcast, and it was the idea of other kinds of poverty, because your program really works around not just the issues of gender inequality and making it better for these young women, but you also work in the areas of conservation and the ideas of sustainability, because in Africa, in many of these countries, if they don't look at sustainability issues, and and making things better it's just going to continue to get worse but also all of the equity issues all of those yeah, are Yeah and and to one poverty. thing
2: yeah uh, and one thing we did I, uh, is that we chose to work in areas that were in or near wildlife areas or and where travelers come because i also really believe i strongly in the power of cultural understanding and so what's interesting is when people come over and have that opportunity to visit some of the mentors, visit some of the kids, those who travel from, let's say, the U.S. start to see how powerful community is in, in these areas. And for, so for some of it, it, the poverty that we're experiencing in the U.S., maybe it's spiritual or it's lack of community or, and these exchanges have been so wonderful because we're learning from one another. And then also the way this is connected, I, I think you've done so well on your podcast, everything's interconnected here. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this working with the girls uh, and the boys and creating these pathways out of poverty helps protect the wild spaces and the wildlife and that's something that we've been so privileged to be able to experience from the west but it you know we all of this is very threatened right now as i'm sure you understand the, yes yeah. the lion population is being decimated the uh, you know you name it right and left but so it all works together
0: this is This is all so amazing. And the work you do is incredible. And I really want to keep talking about this, but we're going to run out of time really quickly. And I think what I'd like to do is be able to continue this conversation. And I think it would be great if we can do another podcast and bring on some of the mentors and a few of the girls and maybe the boys, one or two, if we could.
2: I would love that because that's who, they, they're the experts. That's who needs to be at the table. There's so many incredible young people rising up who are working so hard for their communities. And what they really need is just others who believe in them and can help on the economic front, but it's to hear from their voices directly. And I'd be so excited to make that work.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear from them and hear what they're enjoying about the program and and what they're doing to improve their own lives with this process. I think it would be phenomenal. But I really give you so many props for what you're doing because I think it's just amazing work. But I think that's our next step. And, and I want to encourage also <laughs> the, our listeners to, to give to your program as part of this philanthropic process. It's about community investing, you know, communities not just local to them, but internationally as well. So they can go to your website, which is gsgivingcircle.org, and please make a donation and support the work that you're doing. If they're at all inspired by your passion, which they should be, it's, it would be a great gift. So
2: we're so grateful for that. And one thing I can say for sure, and having been doing this work uh, for a, a few decades here now, one's dollars go extremely far and truly make a difference. And then, of course, to be able to come over and experience it and see it uh, firsthand as another option. So anyway, just thank you so much for listening and caring. And um, we just in the world today, we need to reduce this deep poverty and protect this environment. And uh, I feel so privileged to work in this space.
0: I would think it'd be amazing. I bet Eric has got some questions. And I don't know, maybe we can rope Eric into joining me and going to South Africa.
1: Oh, twist my arm, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking we need to be podcasting from there and and doing those interviews Um. in person. That would be... Let's do
0: it, Eric. Let's do
1: it. I'm all about it. Let's do it. it. it.
2: Let's do it. Are you mobile, Eric?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be...
2: Alrighty. And you know what? It's the new, it's a new day. And while there are tremendous challenges out there, there are tremendous opportunities. And how fun would that be? And so, Alrighty. You give me a date. All right.
0: Uh, Do you have any other questions, Uh Eric?
1: I I, I don't necessarily have a question because I know that we're going to have another podcast because there's too much to cover in one. But I I do want to say, Priscilla, it's obvious that you are such a blessing to everyone that you're working with. But beyond that, I, I just need you to know that you've been a blessing to me today. This was so great to listen to and I'm I'm glad that you're d- there doing the work that you're doing and you've obviously been called to that work and you answered it and that's all we can ask of anybody right so thank you so much for doing that
2: mm.
0: thank you thank okay. you
1: <laughs> and Kim of course thank you so much for bringing Priscilla on do you have any closing thoughts today
0: my thoughts on this whole process is to to really listen to your heart in terms of those issues that feel important to you, you know, just listening to Priscilla talk about where she started and the work that she was doing was already interesting and powerful, but she felt so compelled to go out of her comfort zone. And I think a lot of us don't do that when something, you know, when something like that happens in our lives think oh you know I can't do that that is really outside my comfort zone but what she did what Priscilla did is really do that and follow her passion and she's changing the lives of so many individuals and you know women girls young men and communities and that is really what thing, what really what life is about, right? And social justice issues, and changing poverty around the world, and really doing the sustainability part. And I wish we could all do that in some way. And I'm I'm so proud of her for doing that.
1: Well, I I think we can, right? I mean, that that's just it is stepping out in faith, just to have an impact, whatever that impact is. Have your impact because we we all have opportunities. It's just whether or not we choose to to follow those opportunities. So again, Priscilla, thank you so much for being here. Kim, of course, thank you so much for facilitating this and bringing her on your show. I've said it before; you get the best guests, and I, I'm I'm blessed I in that process. So thank you so much. <laughs> but of course, our last thank you is always reserved for you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the Subscribe Now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And this makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thanks for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, email us at kim at horizonssfs.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at horizonssustfin or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment. Only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host.